You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The magnificent football Monday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. 60 more minutes for us today with our friends at Stadium, and we'll spend those 60 minutes handicapping Week 15 in the National Football League, also reviewing what we saw yesterday, Week 14 NFL Sunday, and we'll have a conversation coming up in 20 minutes with our friend Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, batting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports. In 60 minutes, we won't be on Stadium anymore, but we'll have another hour of the show, which you can catch in myriad other places, including Twitch, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, where we'll give you all our bets coming up for tonight, NBA, National Hockey League, and a Monday Night Football doubleheader, both games starting concurrently, the Dolphins and the Titans in Miami, the Packers and the Giants in the Jersey Meadowlands. But that is for then. For now, we continue handicapping Week 15, and we move from the Saturday slate, and if you're just joining us right now and you missed um, us talking Thursday Night Football and the three Saturday games this week, just uh, search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts, and you will find all of those segments and all of our thoughts, analysis, and early bets. Ken, let's move to Sunday's action now with our guy. And Jake, bring the music up, please. Our guy, Joe Flacco. Is he elite? Yes. Are we hashtag wacko for Flacco? I always have been. I'm pretty sure Ken Barkley is now as well. Where Joe Flacco, probably like not a great commentary on quarterback play in the National Football League, where Joe Flacco like walks off his couch and is it's like the 20th best quarterback in the league, like immediately. Maybe better than that. Um, Joe Flacco named yesterday by Kevin Stefanski, the starter for the rest of the season for the Browns after he plays really well and the Browns beat the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. And the Bears give them a lot of credit, riding a winning streak right now up to 5-8, and eight, and they'll pick first in the draft because the Panthers are absolutely atrocious. atrocious. Chicago uh, beats the Lions yesterday. Uh, Justin Fields doesn't necessarily play great in the game, but like good win for the Bears, not trying to take anything away from him. So Browns and the Bears on Sunday in Cleveland, the betting market can... Browns in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite. The total is 38 and a half. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Flacco and the Browns, the Fields and the Bears. Yeah, I mean, a really a really fun game to try to figure out, uh, okay, like at, at varying points in the season, almost every single week, this spread could have been wildly different than this in both directions, where it's like, oh, well, you know, early on, Browns were like a, a 10, 11 win team. Deshaun's playing quarterback. The Bears stink like seven and a half, ten, you know, if they end up playing the Bears when the Bears are off to a really bad start. And now we're seeing almost one of the smallest versions of the difference between the teams because the Bears have played so well recently. How about this one, by the way? I can't believe this is true, and it's definitely true. Uh, l- think about how we felt about 
Bears win total under and Packers win total over halfway through this season and how we feel about both those bets right now it's like the uh at the end of like a college basketball game when they do the win probability chart and it's like going a certain way and then both lines completely cross over each other and go in opposite directions it's like man like i'm cashing the packers i'm cashing like all the packers stuff i think and now the bears under i'm like really really this season this is what's happening they're like really good all of a sudden or at least competent or at least whatever and now it's like a sweat like it's pretty crazy that that again that's that's how long the season is it's really long um i think in terms of the spread of this game uh we'll talk about flacco for a couple minutes too maybe afterwards uh i think i in my head i thought it was going to be cleveland minus three that felt like the right number in the game to me and like didn't make me want to bet anything and now, like, the Browns, it kind of, like, opens in that range and the Browns get bet a little bit out to three and a half. In a couple places, it's not three and a half minus 110 yet. That would be the kind of decision point for me. And it's not that I would, like, have to bet the Bears in that situation. But that is where I would start thinking about betting the Bears, certainly, with how they're playing right now against Flacco. And it's also worth noting, like, Miles Garrett, one tackle, no sacks again yesterday. Like, the team had four sacks. He didn't have any of them. Not that he's a total non-factor. Like, this is problematic, for Cleveland playing at their absolute best is him, you know, not being as effective as he used to be. Like, that's a big deal in a game like this. So, you know, he's playing, but like, is he? And uh, I don't know if I can get to three and a half with them as much as I, I'm not. I don't think the Bears are great. Uh, just like these teams feel a little closer than three and a half. So it just I'm, it's not a guaranteed bet for me. It's just that would be like a number where I would really start thinking about it in the game. I think at three, uh, I'm very happy to not bet the game. A uh, couple notes here, just off what you said about Miles Garrett. Did you happen to see what Miles Garrett said post game yesterday after the Browns? They won yesterday against the Jaguars, and uh, no, and Miles Garrett's still kind of like he's. If you ever listen, he's like I love listening to him talk. He's he's awesome um, in the way that he like 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 even when he's really critical, he's really, really fun to listen to. He basically really nicely blasted officiating, blasted the officials in the game. Basically, like, not only do I, meaning Miles Garrett, get held on every play, but I'm held to the point and, like, messed with to the point that if you looked at my shoulder, and this is his quote, not mine, it looked like it looks like I was, like, scratched by, like, a feral animal a bunch of times. And my shoulder's all, like, red and scratched up the, the way shoulders. that I get blocked. He's got the Nikola <laughs> yeah. Jokic shoulders going. Yeah. Except, like, my, Garrett doesn't, like, fall as often as Jokic does. Like, on the ground as but, uh, often. But that's so funny, right? Because that's all the, that's the three candidates for defensive player of the year. All complain all the time about being held. All of them. And he like, referenced, Watt, the leagues he referenced Watt yesterday. Yeah, he right. referenced him. He goes, like, he even says, I don't want to be like Parsons Watt. in the game but... yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> right? Right. Right. They're, they're all the same. I mean, it's, I guess they're all too good. They're getting held on every single play because they're all too good. It just... Like, I, I get it. If I was that, I mean, imagine you're them and like, you know, it's like in most games you either get like a sack or like two or zero. And like, yeah, you pressure the quarterback a lot, but like you only get a couple chances to make a splash play in the game. And if like on that play, you just get like clotheslined and you no call is made. Yeah, it's got to be really frustrating. Do the same thing over and over again. And uh, the one time that you're, you think you're going to be successful, it gets taken away from you. I totally get that. But yeah, like I just... 
you know, like all three of these guys, where it's just like I'm getting held all the time. Parsons in the game yesterday, and the Eagles did a great job in the game last night too. And Chris Collinsworth points it out, like the pirouettes that they did before they fell down, make sure they got the call from from John Hussey and the officials. Parsons trying to get calls, obviously too. Um, but if he's gonna, okay, well, if he's gonna get held like this and they're not gonna call it, then like, what's the damn difference then between that and him being hurt? I guess. Uh, just are you being are you effective? Yes or no? Right now, the answer is kind of no. The last couple of days, so yeah, it just. You know, I think they're more likely to win than the Bears. It's just, it's a three, three and a half kind of a conversation. Um, we do have um, an injury update on the Raiders-Chargers game on Thursday night. Josh Jacobs list, uh, listed as a non-participant on the estimated practice today for the Raiders. So, look, I don't I, I don't think he's going to play on Thursday, but not like a right. good start to Jacobs potentially playing. If there were a practice, Josh Jacobs would not have practiced today for the Las Vegas Raiders. Nick and Ken here on a Monday, talking Week 15 in the National Football League, focused right now on the Browns-Bears game. So this is an outdoor game in Cleveland in December, so weather will mm-hmm. be a conversation as we you know, move towards the game. I guess my thought is, um, if the point spread were 3, like 3-110, which I don't think it will be, but if it were, I think I'd be interested in Cleveland. Three and a half, definitely no interest in Cleveland. Then I think you're right. Then it's like, is it Chicago? I think that's the decision if it's going to be three and a half. Let's talk about the total for a second. Even if, like, we're not going to have roaring wins, and, like, we'll see what it is. Maybe it's pristine. Right. Maybe it's fine. Maybe it's, like, unplayable. We'll see over the course of the week what this is going to be. With how well Chicago's defense has played, and I get it, like, Flacco has been really good. Bears defense has been really good. It's also the Browns defense now against Justin Fields and the Bears have won back-to-back games. I have like no horse in the fight. I don't care. Like I don't have like a vendetta against Justin Fields. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I don't, I just kind of like don't think he's that great. It's Fields on the road against a really good Browns defense that plays better at home, obviously, than they do on the road. And, like, to be fair, like, they gave a lot of points yesterday to the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence on, like, one ankle, basically. The total, I, I know the first digit's a three. Feels a little high to me, especially if, like, we get a little later in the week and there's going to be weather here. Like, I, I don't know, like, what the path is for both of these offenses to have a lot of success, especially if Denzel Ward's going to be back for Cleveland and they could stick him on DJ Moore and maybe it's not, like, a dominant DJ Moore performance. Yeah, you definitely could be right. Uh, it feels like the Browns defense, which was once referred to by me uh, as like a potentially historic defensive unit because they played like it the first uh, six, seven weeks of the season, hasn't quite been like that recently. So maybe that's part of what's baked into this number. Uh, the other thing, though, uh, potentially this could be your angle, is that uh, we're not rating the Bears defense properly because they're sort of a newcomer to this kind of a, a, a rating that, you know, they're, uh, they've are they been better the last few weeks than they have the rest of the season. Market may be a little slow to catch up to that fact. That would probably be your, your entry point to bet the under in the game. Yeah, let's like let's get the weather report, even like an early one in the next couple days, and and figure out if we want to. Uh, I, I would not bet the over in the game certainly without the Bears' defense is playing. And your point about Denzel Ward coming back, I think, is really good. So at the very least, it's a correct low total, I think. Um, and uh, and I, but I don't know if it makes me want to bet either side. Do you uh, do you want to talk about Flacco for a minute? Uh go ahead, because this was um, I'll give you the credit here Ken Ken texted me and like this is now one of my favorite weekly traditions between you and I is you will text me like hey like I'm thinking about this award and it immediately spurs me to send a couple text messages and get a ton of money down as much as I can on this particular award market so tell us what you got here on Joe Flacco this is really good stuff earlier today yeah, well, we'll see if it's really good stuff. I, I think I figured out something over the weekend, and maybe at Thursday's segment was probably a window into into my brain with this award, that I think, I, I think I'm like the Joker on Comeback Player of the... Like, I think I'm already the Joker on Comeback Player of the Year. Just, uh, 
just like have all of these players and like they didn't really materialize. This is going into yesterday's games and uh, DeMar Hamlin's a favorite and he keeps and he's not playing again on Sunday and he's not going to play the rest of the season probably. And uh, and I'm just sitting there like, I'm, I think I'm actually the Joker. I think I'm just, I'm like triggered and like wish it would play out a certain way and I'm nuts and I'm like not, th I'm not even know if I'm a rational thinker in this market anymore. So I watched the games yesterday and start to get this vibe like as the day goes on especially through like the four o'clock games when everything's kind of done except for cowboys eagles and i just go all right hamlin didn't play jordan poyer kind of got like banged up but like all right michael hyde rather got banged up like i think he's gonna be okay and like but it's important is I, I think hamlin's very likely to be inactive every game the rest of the season which could matter we'll see uh you know because he's not doing anything and not playing and recency bias is a pretty big deal with awards and he will be a dnp so all right like that's that part of it maybe that matters maybe it doesn't and then i have all of these like what i've called half-baked candidates the entire year it's like all right like stafford and cup baker mayfield like russell wilson like all these guys at huge prices where it's like man like too bad they didn't materialize and then they like they all like crush yesterday like they like Stafford doesn't win but he plays awesome and they have a very advantageous game this Sunday against the the Washington Commanders so he's very likely to play well again and Baker Mayfield has this comeback win against Atlanta and uh Russell Wilson wins and throws a touchdown or two and it's like man like did everyone crush and Odell Beckham from the start of the year, like who's going to be awesome. Not even listed anywhere for this award anymore, which is very funny to me. I actually think he would come in like third or fourth right now if he took a poll, depending on how many votes you think Hamlin would get. And he uh, might just nuke like, down the stretch, Ken. Like Beckham might go yeah. nuclear down the stretch. That's like my opinion. I'm going to have to get him relisted. I've had, here's, here's how long the season is. He got taken off the board. I had to have him relisted, and now he's off the board again. I'm going to have to get him relisted again. Like, it's just so damn long, the season. <laughs> so just like, uh, so all right, like the half-baked candidates are cooking a little bit, to continue that metaphor, analogy, whatever. And Hamlin's not playing, and then you throw an additional wrinkle into this, which is, is Joe Flacco, and I ask this as a question, honestly, because I'm the Joker now, like I'm, I'm going to bet everybody, is Joe Flacco an interesting candidate and comeback player of the year? So he gets added to the two, uh, two like a couple domestic sports books overnight at 100 to 1 and uh and i stare at it and i just kind of think for a minute and i go okay um what do we have here uh okay like pros cons cons we'll do those first he's not not going to have played a lot of games at the end of the season going to have played in like six games seven games uh the rest of the season that's definitely a con uh another con the numbers won't be insanely even if he plays like he did yesterday it's not going to be like 350 and four every single week like that's not what it's going to be so the numbers aren't gonna be great not going to play a lot of games. Like, all right, like, all right, what are the pros here? Uh, I mean, the story that you would dream about in this market uh, if Demar Hamlin wasn't a part of it. Guy, guy was literally trying out for inside the NFL as a commentator. Then, like, on his and then is on his couch and basically like gets me, like, get hey, do you want to come play quarterback for the Browns? Right, but just like that's where he was at, and. You know, you uh, comparing, you know, doing Kurt Warner comparisons, like uh, a couple people doing that with other quarterbacks right now. Like, here's a comparison, like Kurt Warner was in a grocery store that he was throwing passes like this guy was trying out for TV. He was trying to be us. And now he's like, you know, going to start a playoff game as a quarterback. So the story is a 10 out of 10. He's an incredibly likable player. And which is, again, actually matters in this award because this award's made up. And then the other thing that he has going for him is 
recency bias is a huge part of awards. He's going to start every game the rest of the, like, again, however, even however we feel about him now, you're going to feel better about him in two weeks. You're going to feel better about him in five weeks. It's going to age really well as he has aged a lot. And, uh, so it just, it's a really interesting bet. Now it's gotten partly because of me. It's been bet down a lot, but he's a very interesting candidate in the market. Thursday will be interesting. I'm the joker. I'm all in on not Hamlin. And I got all these guys cooking now. Well, I'm, I'm with you now on we're hashtag we're both wacko for Flacco right now. I got the crew in on it too, a couple of them. So now we're really all in on it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, you filthy animals and a happy new year. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, the whale capper Drew Dinsick will join us. Drew will give us his bets for Monday Night Football. Thoughts on Week 15 in the National Football League next. You better you bet with Nick and the Joker. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.